Welcome to the Centuries of Sound radio podcast. You can get these radio podcasts a year early by supporting me on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash centuries of sound. On Cambridge 105 Radio. December 1907. Hello and welcome to Centuries of Sound, the show where we use archive audio to travel through time. If you want to hear more, you can come along to my website, which is at centuriesofsound.com. There you can find the mix I've made for 1918, which features some very early jazz, and an end of the First World War soundscape. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, Mixcloud, and any good podcast app. Just search for Centuries of Sound and you'll find me there. So, today I'll be playing you some original recordings from the year 1907. Still ancient history as far as radio is concerned, but still there's plenty to play with. Let's start with one of the biggest names in music, Enrico Caruso. Now, Enrico Caruso was almost certainly the biggest star in music from the whole world for the first quarter of the 20th century. He was born in Naples in 1873. Naples had only been part of the Kingdom of Italy for just over a decade at that point, and he started his professional career in 1895. His recordings from 1902 onwards were remarkable because he was the first singer to really recognise how to adjust his singing style to suit the different qualities of the recorded medium. Before this point, singers would project from the throat rather than the chest, as is expected now. His recordings would inspire the next generation of singers, and by the mid-1910s, the old style of singing would be basically forgotten. Now, if that isn't an impact, I don't know what is. By 1907, Caruso was performing at the Metropolitan Orchestra in New York and touring the world to international acclaim. Nowadays, opera may be at best a minority interest, but in 1907, this was far from true. Our concept of high art and low art was formed a little later than this, and theoretically, at this point, opera was common currency for all record buyers. But at the same time, it was considered proper music for real listening, and owning a gramophone meant that the best of world culture could be brought into your living room for the cultural improvement of you and your family. So let's have a listen. This is Enrico Caruso with Vesti La Juba. Oh! <laughs> 
was Enrico Caruso with Vestia La Juba. Now, some of you might have noticed how much more lush and rich this recording sounds to the rest of the selections I've been playing. The reason for this is that this recording appears to have had strings added at a later date. It's been done very well. You can really imagine that this is the way it was supposed to sound. But unfortunately, studio engineering was really not up to this standard at this point. The father of sound engineering is a man called Fred Geisberg. He was a piano player from New York who found himself working first for Berliner Gramophone, then for its successor company, the Gramophone Company, later known as HMV. He viewed himself very much as outside the creative process, hoping to faithfully capture as many performances as he could with the limited time and materials available. Even with this approach, however, he managed to set up many of the standards which would be used by sound engineers for the rest of the acoustic era. Here is a description of the setup of a studio in New York based on one of Geisberg's technical drawings. Two recording horns are used, with the violins, which recorded least well, nearest to them. Squashed around them are the woodwind players, who would have been reinforcing the string parts. Behind them, but higher, were most of the brass, with the French horns facing backwards in order to direct the sound from their bells into the recording horn, the players following the conductor in a mirror. The conductor is pushed out of the way to the side, where he can be seen but doesn't obstruct the sound. Bassoons reinforce the cellos and a tuba and contrabassoon replace double basses, which would not have recorded adequately. For a typical studio layout for a recording of a voice with piano accompaniment, the horn is hung right in front of the singer's mouth, and the upright piano is set above and behind the singer at a height that ensures the maximum amount of piano sound enters the horn. Pianists were instructed to play fortissimo throughout. Singers, on the other hand, had to move towards the horn for quieter passages and away for louder notes to avoid distortion. Inexperienced soloists were guided back and forth by an assistant, sometimes on a form of trolley. So if you can imagine Caruso sitting on a chair with wheels being wheeled back and forwards towards the microphone when he was supposed to be louder or quieter, and uh, the various instruments arranged in bizarre formations around him, it's quite an enduring image, I think. If you read history books about this era, they'll talk about this being the time of ragtime. So here's perhaps the most famous of all ragtime songs, the Maple Leaf Rag, here performed by banjo maestro Vess L. Osman. Thank you. 
was Vess L. Osman with Scott Joplin's Maple Leaf Rag. Scott Joplin played as a solo musician at dances and the major black clubs in a place called Sedalia, Missouri. And uh, one of those places was the Maple Leaf Club. So it's possible that this rag was named after that club. Although there were hundreds of rags in print by the time of Maple Leaf Rag's publication in 1899, Joplin was not far behind, and he anticipated the piece would be a success. He told Arthur Marshall that the Maple Leaf Rag will make me the king of ragtime composers, and it did. Now, we've just spoken about Fred Geisberg, the father of sound engineering, but uh, he did something else as well. He set out to travel the world. It was he who recorded the uh, last castrato, Alessandro Moreschi, and uh, he also travelled to various places, including uh, Tbilisi in Georgia, we'll hear from a bit later. This uh, helped to set off recording industries around the world, and we have a rich stock of uh, ethnographic recordings, thanks to him. So let's set off to Cuba now, for a piece of music that has more of the sound and more of the anarchy of early jazz than any ragtime would have for years to come. Enrique Pena Sanchez was a 27-year-old leading Cuban cornet player, orchestra leader and composer. This is, well, I'll let the announcer tell you. Danzón, Los Guajiros de la Yaya, por la orquesta de Enrique Peña y Lindo Edison. That was Enrique Pena and his orchestra. Um, Staying in Latin America, here's a guitar piece from somebody called Octavio Yanez. Not a lot of information out there about who he was, but it seems he may have been from Argentina, which would make this a milonga, which is somewhere in the early lineage of the tango. Anita, mazurca de salón, solo de guitarra por el señor Octaviano Yanez, fonograma edito.
You're listening to Centuries of Sound on Cambridge 105. We're listening to some recordings from the year 1907, and uh, you've just heard Octavio Yanez with Anita. Let's uh, stick with proto-tango. Here is Angel Arroyo, an Argentine musician and one of the pioneers of the genre. He was born just south of Buenos Aires, and his style was to sing, play guitar and tell stories in cafes. Later he became a patriotic folk hero for Argentinians. This song is interesting for me for all the strange laughing noises he makes throughout. I'm not sure of the reason for this, but uh, I imagine this is a comic song of some sort. Y esta en la vida se ve que debemos de pasar Ahuyentando los pesares con la risa y nada más Y esta en la vida se ve que debemos de pasar Ahuyentando los pesares con la risa y nada más Cuando la veo a Panchica que sale un bingo contenta a pasear Y con Benito de brazo allá por Palermo la suele encontrar Al ver la yunta de negro como dos mandinga que risa me da Y en este mundo se ve, todos tienen que reír Yo me río de los otros y otros se ríen de mí Y en este mundo se ve, todos tienen que reír, yo me lloré en los otros y otros se ríen de mí. Bailando anoche un tanguito con la negra plancha en un negro ramón, queriendo hacer pirulete como paso al suelo se fueron los dos. Se lastimaron la trompa y toda la bota se le alborotó. <risa> Pobre lo negro Ramón, ay que reza que verá. ¿Quién lo metió a hacer pirueta lo negro si no sabía bailar? <risa> Pobre lo negro Ramón, ay que reza que verá. ¿Quién lo metió a hacer pirueta si no sabía bailar? Yo soy el negro que alegre cantando la vida se suele pasar. Y que jamás siente pena porque con la risa la sabe rezar. Y cuando veo un tonelo con cara muy triste que risa me da. Y esta en la vida se ve que debemos de pasar. Aunque todos los pesares con la risa y nada más. The recording industry didn't just concern itself with recording music. Here's an example of a recorded vaudeville routine. As usual, it's what was referred to as ethnic humour. Thankfully, in this case, the ethnic group is the Irish, and the performer himself seems to have been of at least second-generation Irish stock, so possibly less offensive than the usual minstrel show stuff. Flanagan's Troubles in a Restaurant by Steve Porter, Edison Records. If you listen for a week or two, I won't detain you longer. Here, 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 Professor, don't do whatever hurts you. After that, I'll not sing it. I'll tell it. Well, sir, 
I went into a restaurant the other day. The waiter brought me in a plate of soup. Just when I took a spoonful of it, he says to me, it looks like rain. I says, yes, it looks like rain, but it tastes like carbolic acid. Bring me some fish. I took a taste of the fish, and I says to the waiter, here, this fish ain't as fresh as some I had here three weeks ago. That's funny, says he. It's a piece off of the same fish. I called another waiter, and I says to him, have you got any fresh fish? I don't know, says he. I've only been working here two weeks. Then I says to him, do you serve lobsters? Certainly, says he. What'll you have? That'll do you, says I. I want two hard-boiled legs and don't get fresh. Well, he didn't. I opened one of the eggs and he says to me, will I open the other egg? I says, no, open the window. What's the matter, says he. Ain't they cooked long enough? They are, says I, but not soon enough. There was a doctor sitting next to me, and I asked him if Welsh rabbits were unhealthy. I don't know, says he. I never attended one. Then I asked him if oysters were unhealthy. He says, I don't know. I never heard one complain. I asked the waiter what else he had. He says, well, I got calves, brains, frogs, legs, chicken, liver, pig, feet. I said, hold on. Don't tell me your troubles. Tell them to the doctor. Is that all you've got to eat here? He says, I haven't got to eat here. I only work here. Then I had a steak. I didn't like it, and I asked him to change it to a ham sandwich. I'm no slight a hand performer, says he, but tell me, you want to eat it here or take it home? Both, says I. When I was going out, he says to me, I hope you're satisfied. We get the best of everything here. I says, yes, I'm satisfied you got the best of me, all right. He says, well, we raise everything we eat here. I says, I don't doubt it. I expect to do the same. All right, Professor, pass the condensed milk. Now, if you go in a restaurant and want to feed your face and only have a very little cash, you're bound to get a bit of everything that's in the place. If you'll only order corn beef hash. That was Steve Porter with Flanagan's Trouble in a Restaurant. Here's another vaudeville disc, the Peerless Trio, featuring Steve Porter again, this time with Arthur Collins and Henry Burr. Here they're all using the latest studio trickery to present three rubes seeing New York. My God, riding on an automobile is great sport, ain't it? You bet you say this New York's a big town, say. But the streets is pretty well tore up, ain't they? Yes, tore up just now, but it'll be a great town when they get it finished. On the right is Grace Church. Listen to the beautiful chime. What did he say, Hiram? He said, listen to the beautiful chime. What's that? Ain't them fine? I can't hear a word you say. Wait till them dango bells stop ringing. (laughs) (laughs) Now this is Union Square. Tammany Hall is just down the street. I thought Tammany Hall was on the square. No, Tammany Hall ain't on the square. (laughs) (laughs) And on your left is the wonderful Flatiron Building. My gosh, pretty windy around here, ain't it? Hey, say, look at them gals going around the corner. Uh, gee whiz, don't look, Hiram. Turn your head. Gosh, all hemlock. Gee, must be a big fire. Let's get out and go to it. Get out? Nothing. You'll lose your dollar. Around the corner to the left is the home of John D. Rockefeller. Say, Hiram, ain't he that standard oil maggot? Yes, I think he be. And on the steps there are a couple of peaches. I wonder if he means them two pretty gals. (laughs) (laughs) We are now approaching Millionaire's Row. On Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they're robbing everybody that they can. But they go to church on Sunday just to show that they are honest men. We will now stop five minutes at the tomb of General Grant. Hats off, boys. 
I fought for him once, and I guess I'd do it again if I could. Ladies and gentlemen, I am sorry to say that the car has broken down, and we have no means of conveying you back to the city. In the hole! In the hole! In the hole! What are we going to do now, Thai? Guess you'll have to take Shane Smith. <laughs> <laughs> the next time I go out to ride, you bet your life dogs on my hide. I won't take the motor car, but I know damn good when you're going very far. But I know damn good when you're going very far. That was the Peerless Trio with Three Rubes Seeing New York from 1907. Vaudeville also included the singing of popular songs as well as these comedy routines. Here's one from Eddie Morton, known as The Singing Cop. I know what consolation means And also sympathy but that old word called gratitude has always puzzled me. A year ago, a man I know ran up and borrowed ten. Today he said he'd pay me when the robber's nest again. That's gratitude, some gratitude. You lend a man your money, maybe all you had. Every time he meets you now, his eyesight's bad. That's gratitude, some gratitude. Whenever you lend, you'll lose a friend. That's gratitude. One night I met a lady friend and took her out to dine. She ordered all the bill of fare from soup to nuts and wine. She let me blow my hard-earned dough to satisfy her taste. But when I tried to kiss her wife, she slapped me across my face. Oh, that's gratitude, some gratitude. I ordered bubble water like a millionaire, but when I really wanted her, she wasn't there. Oh, that's gratitude, some gratitude. She ate my soup, then flew the coop. That's gratitude. I knew a struggling graduate as poor as he could be. I hired him as a doctor to attend my family. But one night all the telephone, I heard the doc declare, you'd better come home right away. You're going to have a man. <laughs> That's gratitude, some gratitude. He knew my heart was set upon the baby boy, and when he met me smiling, I was filled with joy. Oh, that's gratitude, 
some gratitude. The coin his tea, he brought me three. That's gratitude. That was Eddie Morton, the singing cop with That's Gratitude. Now, Eddie Morton was called the singing cop because prior to his work as a variety performer, he was indeed working for the Philadelphia Police Department. That was one of his first recordings, but he would go on to be one of the biggest recording stars of the next decade or so, and we'll definitely be hearing from him again. Here's something along the same lines, uh, vaudeville rather than music hall, although the two did overlap. This is Ada Jones and Billy Murray with Smile, Smile, Smile. I have always loved those simple maids with golden braids and eyes of blue, dear. I have met a lot of horror boys who make a noise the same as you, dear. I could make a sound like money, too, to win from you a smile or two, dear. I can't keep from smiling every time I take a look at you. I could learn to love you, dearie, when I see you smile. There's a look so bashful in your eyes that convinces me you're not too wise. Cuddle up beside me, dearie, hold my hand a while. For I could learn to love you when you smile, smile, smile. eyes are brown, who wear a frown, they throw you down, dear. If I stick to one with eyes of blue, the same as you, what would you do, dear? Marry you, then I could dress in style, just spend your pile, perhaps I'd smile, dear. Go and get a Pittsburgh millionaire, then you could laugh out loud. I could learn to love you, dearie, when I see you smile. There's a look so thankful in your eyes that convinces me you're not too wise. Cuddle up beside me, dearie, hold my hand a while. For I could learn to love you when you smile, smile, smile. Well, do you do this for a living? No, I do this to take off weight. <laughs> That's no joke either. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> for I could learn to love you when you smile, smile, smile. On Cambridge 105 Radio. You're listening to Centuries of Sound on Cambridge 105. That was Ada Jones with Billy Murray and Smile, Smile, Smile. So far, we've been missing the usual hot ragtime band performances, which generally give this era its feel. Let's address that immediately. Here is Arthur Pryor's band with The King of Rags. Thank you. 
That was Arthur Pryor's band with The King of Rags. He was formerly of Sousa's band and was one of the uh, hottest band leaders of his day. Uh, we catch him there shortly before his retreat into the mediocre ballroom music he would play for the second half of his career. Um, here's another decent bit of band ragtime. This is the Zonophone concert band with their version of Scott Joplin's The Smiler. <laughs> was the Zonophone concert band with The Smiler. You're listening to Centuries of Sound on Cambridge 105 and we're playing records from the year 1907. I come across plenty of oddities when I'm making my mixes. Here is something I have no explanation for at all. It's the Steidl Quartet with Katzenlieber. Mutter, er war Vater, er war Katze, er war Katze, er war Mutter, er war Vater, ach, sie liebte sich so sehr. Miau, miau, ach, sie liebte sich noch mehr. Miau, 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 mi
That was some German cats, uh, the Steidl Quartet with Cats and Lieber. Um, now, as far as novelty records are concerned, some are almost accidentally brilliant. Here's a recording of pianist uh, August Molinari, which seems to have been put together basically as a novelty vaudeville piece. But I'm sure you'll notice that his piano playing chops are really something to be marvelled at, even with a deliberately out-of-tune honky-tonk-style piano. Piano medley played by August Molinari, Edison Records. Here, Marinina, you take the tambourine and get it the morning. I play at the Irish Rosie. <laughs> This one, Arawana. That was August Molinari with a street piano medley 
We did actually hear August playing the piano, but it wasn't him speaking. It was、uh, Billy Murray doing a bad Italian accent because that's just how things worked in 1907.、Um, let's set off around the world again. Here's Emma Calvé, probably the most famous French female opera singer of the Belle Époque. She's performing Habanera from Carmen, perhaps her most famous part. Before beginning the study of this part, she went to Spain. She learned the Spanish dances. She mingled with people, and she patterned her characterisation after the cigarette girls she watched at work and play. In 1894, she made her appearance in the role at the、uh, Opera Comique in Paris. The city's opera goers immediately hailed her as the greatest Carmen that had ever appeared. A verdict other cities would later echo. Let's see if she stands the test of time. This is Emma Calvé with Habanera from Carmen. That was Emma Calvé with Habanera from Carmen. Let's stick with opera, but head a little further afield. Here's my favourite pre-revolutionary Russian soprano, Maria A. Mikhailova. Here she's performing with some traditional Russian accompaniment on what sounds like a balalaika, played by Boris S. Troyanovsky. 
and the song's called Why Should I Live and Grieve Alone. That was Maria A. Mikolova, accompanied by Boris S. Troinovsky with Why Should I Live and Grieve Alone? And uh, that was one of many obscure records I've been finding from Russia on this uh, Russian Records website. Here's another of my favourite artists from there, Vasily Varshavsky, with his Harmonia Orchestra, which, uh, as we've said before, seems to be just him on accordion. Thank you. 
that was the orchestra harmonia with the conductor Vasily Varshavsky or Vasily Varshavsky on accordion uh, and it was called Size. And I'm James Errington and this is Centuries of Sound on Cambridge 105 and we're listening to sounds from the year 1907. Let's head down into the Caucasus now. This is from a CD called Drinking Horns and Gramophones, the first recordings in the Georgian Republic. And it's by the choir of Macvanetti and it's called Nadori. was the choir of Macvanetti with Maduri, kind of a precursor to the ethnographic recordings which would take off much, much later on. Let's get back to the West, or America. Here's a shockingly well-produced musical soundscape from the Victor Orchestra, played, as you remember, into a recording horn stuck halfway through a curtain. This is called A Hunt in the Black Forest. Thank you. 
was the Victor Orchestra with A Hunt in the Black Forest. So, where is the music from the UK, you might be asking? This was the glory days of Music Hall, of course, and here is one of its biggest stars, Florrie Ford, with a song you probably actually know, I Do Like to Be Beside the Seaside. Everyone delights to spend their summer holiday Down beside the side of the silvery sea I'm no exception to the rule Let me be beside the seaside. 
myself with glee. And in lots of girls beside, I should like to be beside, beside the seaside, beside the sea. I do like to be beside the seaside. I do like to be beside the sea. I do like to be upon the from, 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 where the brass band plays till the on, on, on. So just let me be beside the seaside. I'll be beside the girls with glee. And there's lots of girls beside. I should like to be beside, beside the seaside, beside the sea. That was Flory Ford with I Do Like to Be Beside the Seaside. Florrie Ford was actually born in Australia, but she left for London at the age of 21 and became a star immediately, much like Nellie Melba. Here's somebody who started in England and ended up in the USA. Uh, Ada Jones was born in Lancashire, but at this point she was the biggest female recording star in New York. So here she is with I'm in Love with the Slide Trombone. I'm in Love with the Slide Trombone, sung by Ada Jones, Edison Records. <laughs> Jumping and a something for I have lost my appetite I can hardly sleep at night I love someone If his name you'd know Listen to my tale of woe He thinks a man with a violin And he thinks you missed a flute My heart doesn't fret for the busy cornet And his rooty tooty toot 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 not in love with a big bass drum or the clarinet plaintive tone. Get wise to my size and the light in my eyes. I'm in love with a slight trombone. What's the matter, dearie? Why did they butt into your solo like that? You're wise to them, ain't you, kids? They're jealous. Well, it don't go with this little girl. Come over to your house, stringing me, eh? Oh, forget it. <laughs> Love you and the world is yours. This is sudden. Nothing doing, yellow. Why? Because I'm married now. <laughs> now you struck it, Tootsie, as that is, uh... Not yet, but soon, eh, dearie? It ain't a man with a violin, and it ain't you, Mr. Flute. Get wise to my size and the light in my eyes. I'm in love with a slight trombone. That was Ada Jones with I'm in love with a slide trombone. Here's another female singing star. Bit of a different one though. Edith Helena usually performed in opera, but on disc she would usually do her party piece, which I will just play to you as descriptions cannot do it justice. Vocal violin imitation, intermezzo from Cavalleria Rusticana by Edith Helena, Edison Record.
That was Edith Helena, a singer with one of the highest voices in the world and a four-octave range, apparently a favourite of Theodore Roosevelt, who was president of the USA in 1907, and a popular one too, popular enough to inspire this tribute song, performed here by Edward M. Favor. Theodore, sung by Edward M. Favor, Edison Records. I've travelled all around the world, I've sailed on every sea, met every king and potentate, including old John D. In every corner of the earth, they know King Edward's fame. But there's a ruler greater still, no doubt you've heard his name. It's Theodore, the peaceful Theodore. Of all the rulers, great or small, he is the greatest of them all. He's first in peace, he's first of all in war. He's in demand in Yankee land. Hip, hip, hooray, hip, hip, hooray, hooray for Theodore. When Russia fought the Japanese, we thought they'd never cease. A certain party stopped the war and brought them both to peace. When they awarded him a prize for stopping Russia's wars, they found him at the White House fighting seven senators. It's Theodore, the peaceful Theodore. The Senate thought he was a joke. He stopped their graft and now they're broke on salary. They'll have to live once more. Their wills they've made, they're all afraid. Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hooray for Theodore! King Edward is a grand old man, as all the world admits. But what chance would King Edward stand with Jeffries or with Fitz? I know a man can stand off Jeff with uppercuts and hooks. He has no use for lords or oils, but he can use his dukes. It's Theodore, the peaceful Theodore. King Ed thinks Teddy is all right. God save the king if he should fight with Theodore. The man they hangs the door. He'd lick the king in any ring. Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hooray for Theodore! You've been listening to Centuries of Sound on Cambridge 105 Radio, playing original recordings from 1907. I'll be back next time with 1908, but if you want more along these lines, then please come along to my website at centuriesofsound.com, where you can find my mixes so far spanning the years 1853 to 1918, gradually working towards the years you really want to hear.